And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David came on Toya S.A. Burbank Podcast. We're S.A. Burbank, David came on Toya Podcast. The game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. Let's actually make some... And see, I came up with more... Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Thursday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. That's right, kids. We are back for week number two. We didn't miss nothing. No reruns, no misses. We are here live. Nobody's sick. No. Nobody's on vacation. Well, not on this side. Of the- <laughs> huh? I said not on this side of the podcast. No, no, no. We're, we're good. We're good. Uh... Well, usually we start, you know, the podcast and we find out what's going on. We had a little bit of pre-chat. Um, one of the things was my daughter turned three, mm-hmm. and we all got to celebrate that, and it was a fantastic party. It I was, was really it happy was, with the way it came out. It was. Um, she raked in the loot. Oh my God, did she? <laughs> she it really was. Did. I I'm gonna have to go through, literally go through there and just start purging stuff in her room yeah. because her room time to share is, with those yeah. who are less fortunate yes. yes absolutely because it's wall to wall with toys yes so. i know <laughs> i know <clears throat> even her little play house which is in her room right she's actually cleaned that out i was shocked either she did or you did when you put it in there and it's still kind of clean i mean yes. there's a rug on the floor and you can see it you know and stuff like that um, Amazing. And you know, the funny thing is, is I, I never meant to be this way, but I, I'm very much so. Is um, when I grew up, you know, God bless my mom and my, my stepdad. They, they were good. Well, my mom's still alive. My stepdad's no longer with right. us. You know, they, they did what they could do. And um, I remember growing up with a lot of wants. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just as any child would. You know, you see something, it was around your birthday or yeah. Christmas time, and you're like, oh, I really want yeah. this. You know, you're, yeah. you're trying to put in the plugs. And, and um, you know, unfortunately for me, there was a lot of time when I was that age, you know, child age, where what I really wanted, they just didn't have the money for. Yeah. And I always told my, myself that, you know, there was nothing wrong with wanting you know, it's it's human nature to want. It's right. good to want. It right. gives you something to drive and for. It's normal for kids. Kids, that's how kids get what they need is by wanting everything. But I, I always try to make certain that they didn't feel left out. Right. And uh, I, I think it's very safe to say, with my two children, <laughs> they they don't have that feeling. They don't feel like they were left out. I don't see how either one of them could. They seem to have pretty much whatever they want. So. And definitely what they need. Well, so. there's some things like Jamie. There's there's some things that he wants. He wants a professional sound program. Yeah. Well, I want to be five foot eight and 120 pounds too, but that's not going to happen. And when I looked at the, you know, the and con- while we're at it, 30 years younger. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, if we're going for it, let's go for it. Um, and the program that he wanted was like five thousand dollars i'm like yeah Yeah. no 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 that's going to be one of those things that you're going to be wanting for for it's one of those things he can strive for as an adult yes yeah he can plan for for himself now you know we podcast and we have a sound system ourselves Mm -hmm. the sound system we use to record is absolutely free you know the audacity Mm -hmm. is free Mm mm-hmm there's nothing wrong with that. And I told him, I said, just download Audacity. Because essentially what he wants is Audacity, but it's got the high-end label and you can mm-hmm. do a little bit more tricks with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, learn the basics and then you know, work yeah. your way up. Yeah, exactly. Start at the bottom. I think that's important for kids to learn at any age. Okay, uh, let's see. What do we got today? Uh, we start each and every week to find out what you, the listeners, have to say. We call this our brown bag email special. But this is going to be a trick. What about Twitter? Oh, or Twitter tweets. Oh, we'll do Twitter tweets after we do. Okay, 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 okay. Um, these aren't, these two emails that we have today aren't the greatest love letters uh, that we get from our <laughs> listeners. And yeah. to be honest with you, if you send me an email and it says, you guys suck 
you know, and you spell suck wrong with an X, you know, <laughs> nine times out of ten, I'm not even going to afford it to Sadie. I, I'm just going to delete it. I really, you know. Yeah, it has to have some... Okay, in the 60s, they used to say it's not enough just to, to piss and moan. Right. Not enough just to bitch about the government and how things are going bad this way or that way. But have a solution in mind at the same time. Okay? That, that, that idea came out of, the, well, probably before that, but I noticed it in the 60s. So we're gonna, we're gonna apply that to our emails. We don't mind you telling us that we suck, but tell us why. Yes. Specifically, why do we suck and what you think could make it better. And please use some decent grammar. Please. Well, if they're capable, one wonders sometimes. If you are capable of using proper grammar, why don't you? Yes. And so my assumption is you're not capable, which puts you in a lesser category of in terms of someone who's capable of criticizing my verbal efforts. Right. That's and just that's another me. that's another thing is if I can't read it. If, if you can't read it, we won't. <laughs> well, I'm just going to delete it. Yeah. yeah. It, it won't happen. Yeah. But I was telling Sadie, and most of the time, I, I well, I don't tell Sadie about the bad news. And we were no, talking about... No, does, he doesn't. And I was like, okay, well, I actually have two emails that I haven't deleted. And one is just kind of blatant ignorance, and the other one gives some, some reason. constructive criticisms. Yeah. So that's what we have this week. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And I and I and I got in his face about that because we have always said we want to hear from our listeners, good, bad, or indifferent. We want to hear what you have to say. And I told him, I said, you know, all our emails are so sweet and so nice and so kind and everything. And then I find out, no, that's not exactly true. The ones I get through BraveNet have all been good ones, but some of the ones you get through Gmail, and I'm not real sure how. Which, it's it's how, not. How do those Gmail. come? To, oh, how do those come to you? Um, those come through like iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did tell me that. It went in one ear and out the other. So anyhow, uh, there have been negative ones yes. that you have sheltered me from. I'm, I'm very protective. Yes, I really am protective. I know. But you don't have to. I'm, I'm, I'm not all that thin skinned. I can handle it, especially if it's from somebody who's basically a friend. Okay. So <laughs> moving right along. Uh, this email actually came to, uh, to you in July. Last year. Oh, hmm. These are both last years. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Maybe that's why I've had them for so long. They just got buried <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyhow, these happen to be two that you did not delete. Yes. And so we're going to go ahead and read them anyway. Um, this one is from Bad, I'm sorry, Brad. Del Rio. That was not a Freudian slip, I swear. <laughs> uh, at yahoo.com. If anybody wants to reply to him, there's dashes and dots and odd other punctuation here in that address. But anyway, it says, Hi, Sadie and Dave. You guys sucks. S-U-X. You are a cheap Babylon ripoff. And I had to ask you when I read this, what is Babylon? I don't know what Babylon is, so I don't even know how I could be ripping them off. But And you said it was a podcast? Yes, it's another podcast. Um, okay. And they do they do stuff very similar to us. They do like Hollywood reviews oh. and stuff. Oh, okay. um, but they take it more on a, a total entertainment direction. Um, as to where we, we approach it, and we, we can actually have some serious conversations about it. I mean, yes, we do yeah. input. You know, if, if it's a funny joke to lead to, we'll do yeah. a funny joke. But, yeah. you know, we, we actually give you, and it's in the name of the show, folks. It's called What We Think. Yeah, we legitimately we, give you what we <laughs> think. We, we, that's it. And then he says, you two are boring and have not interesting to say. I think he means nothing interesting to say. And so, Brad... You know, if you would like my opinion, hear it. No, here it is. God gave you opposable thumbs. Use them to change the dialogue. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, the second one is from also uh. from last year. <clears throat> that one, the first one was in July, July second. This one is. Um, 
I suppose that's September, S-E-T. I never saw September abbreviated that way, but it's not the writer who did that. It's the yeah, that's email. That's uh, September company. Reason, well, anyhow, reason September. being is is we have um, through our yeah, not Yahoo. It's if you can you can go to either two ways. You can go to what we think at jaselmon dot com, mm-hmm. and it all goes to one email box, mm. and it's through the Jaselmon carrier which is actually i went cheap i admit i went cheap they're out of country um i think they're in the uk or something mm-hmm. so sometimes translation doesn't come over mm-hmm. quite well okay got it okay well this is from ralph singer hi ralph hi ralph and he says um and like I said, this was September last year. You guys Sa- suck. You guys are good. No, he doesn't say that. He says, Sadie, I just wanted to stop in and I think he means to say, uh, stop in and say that I've listened. But it, it reads, I just wanted to stop in and that I've listened to your podcast. So again, this could be translation from the carrier. Right. Okay. So we'll assume he, he meant to, I just wanted to stop in and say that I've listened to your podcast. I liked the show. It was a bit too long. You said the, the printed out word was, uh, I should explain to the listeners that I'm looking at a printed out copy with gigantic words because the font was huge. Yeah. And, and I don't you get looked that. at it when you read it on your screen and it actually had all the words. Yes. So, okay. It says, I liked the show. It was a bit too long on single subjects. And I feel that the background music is not really needed. But all in all, it's a good show. I'll come back next week for the next show. Signed, Ralph. Now, I think that's very constructive. He says that he likes the show. He says there's some things about it he doesn't like. And he's specific about what they are. Which at the same time of uh, saying I don't like that, it also offers a, uh, a corrective step that could be taken. When he says I, I don't like or that there's a bit too much music, that implies that a little less music would be more satisfying for him. So that's a solution to his complaint. You see that? Right, right, right. right. Okay, and for the listeners, that's kind of what I meant earlier when I was talking about don't just complain, have a solution. So, and he said he'd come back for the next show, and hopefully he did since this was last year. Um, okay, here's... Almost to the almost to the month, well, September 25th, yeah, last yeah. year, and this is September 29th. Well, actually, we're in the October now. Oh, that's right, we are. I mean, we're not, but we are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so... So, it's Ralph, right? You say Ralph. Ralph. All right, Ralph. Singer. Ralph Singer. This is what happened with you. You, I actually somehow skipped over your email. Um, in fact, it was marked unread until I clicked it this morning. Really? Yes. Oh, oh. So that was an oversight on my behalf. Because to be honest with you, with that type of an email, I would have given it to Sadie a year ago. Sure. Yeah. I want you, if you're still listening, if you hear this on Thursday night, write us back. Yeah, tell let us, us know. tell us what you think now a year later into the show. Tell us are we still going down the same path? Because I mean, yes, we still use the same still background music. music. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, are we still too long into the singular topics? You know, I, I would like to have him give us an input from an outsider that's been listening to us for a year now. Especially knowing that we never really <laughs> heard his criticisms. Right. So, you know, I didn't really realize, because as you know, and many of our listeners who've been with us for a long time know, I don't listen to our podcasts. No. Uh, I can, you know, I mean, I don't mind doing them. I like doing them, but I, it's not something I would turn around and listen to. Right. Uh, and I don't actually, I don't listen to any podcasts of anyone's, including everybody on Jaysomon and anybody anywhere else. I'm not a listener because I hear... Serious hearing deficiency. Right. And I, I really don't know most of the time what is being said. If, if you turn your back on me and say the word goat, I don't know if you said goat, boat, float, tote, or what. Right. No way to know until I can see your mouth move. So listening to something is not my strong suit. I just don't, I don't even, I can't even enjoy music on the radio anymore for the same reason. I can't tell what the heck they're saying. And it, it, it's, 
sometimes that doesn't matter because sometimes the music is so great it doesn't matter what they're saying but that's not real often anymore right so uh, and especially with consonant dependent uh, pieces of music by that I mean rap um, you ha- you really got to know what they're saying to enjoy it because there's it's not real musical and yeah it's like we used to say, Back in the 50s and 60s with uh, American Bandstand. Well, it's got a good beat and I give it a 10. You know, well, with rap, that all, that's pretty much all it is, is the beat. Right. And so, you know, I, I can't, if I can't hear and understand what's being said, I, I don't enjoy it. So there you are. I forget why I got onto that. Oh, because of the... Because of the music. background music? Ma- yeah, background. Well, do we need background music? I like it. <laughs> I mean, to be completely really? truthful with you, I like it. Well, see, now in a movie, background music is used to enhance the mood right. of what's going on. Yes. But ours isn't it just Same sort thing. of, doesn't it just run? I mean, nobody's conducting the music to emphasize a certain word or a thought or a theme, are they? <laughs> oh, unless that poor sap son of a bitch that does all the editing lines it up with the <laughs> topics. That would be you. That would be me. I just hit the microphone because I'm scratching my elbow. Okay. Um, sorry. No worries. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's, okay, you do that then. I tempo it, yes. Okay. Okay. Well, then that's good. And that's so, what I want to know is now, like, for example, and if anybody's ever noticed this, then, you know, they probably know. If not, surprise. <laughs> Our specials, when mm-hmm. we have a special, mm-hmm. I don't run background music. You mean like rerun specials? No, or... like, you know how like you did what we did, uh, the intervention and uh-huh. The, uh-huh. the Oscar uh-huh. specials. Uh-huh. You know, you what we think? No music. No music. Why was that? Just something I do. Oh, okay. okay. I, I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Just, just something, asking. just something to make it more special. Ah, okay. Maybe that's what Ralph is saying. Maybe less music would make it more special. Maybe music in between now and then, and and occasionally. You know, it's like, and I know we've talked about this before because I've brought this example up before. One of my favorite movies, Outcast. Mm-hmm. Is that it? No, no, not Outcast. Castaway. Castaway. Tom With Hanks. Tom Hanks. Wilson. Right, Wilson. You know the story. Yes. The plane crashes. He lives on the island for four years. Right. Events occur that make him think he can finally build a, a craft and get away from the island. This three <clears throat> three quarters of the way into the film, he does that. Right. He gets. The craft launched, he makes it over the waves, and he just settles down on the last breaker, and everything is working right, and that's the first time you hear soundtrack music. Really? Right. Now, in the beginning of the movie, there's music in the background playing because it's pertinent, it's relative to um, his association with uh, Elvis tunes. He's he's a big Elvis fan, right? And so some of that goes on, emphasizing that relationship, introducing, so to speak, to the the viewer that relationship. Other than that, there's no soundtrack in that movie until it's nearly over. And when it happens, it's like like in the Wizard of Oz when Judy steps through the the door. You know, after her house lands and oh, whatever goes from the black house, and white to goes color. Goes from black and white to color. That's the same feeling that the soundtrack brings to the movie. It's like, oh, God, I didn't realize there wasn't soundtrack. Because you do get really caught up in the action of everything that happens up to that point. And you're, it's, it's still got you. You're still in the grips of the whole thing. But there's just something about that soundtrack coming on at that particular moment in the in the movie that just it it just brightens everything. It's it's amazing. I'll tell you what. Now now I'm kind of curious. <clears throat> Go to <laughs> jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. Click on what we think. Click on comments. Okay. You don't have to put your name. You don't have to put anything. You don't have to put anything. Mm-hmm. Just put. WWT 
Yes. WWT. No. That's all I want to know. I want to know yes soundtrack, no soundtrack. Okay. You don't that's, even have if you, if, if you're not big of a hurry, you don't have to put your name. You don't have to put shit. Just yes, no. Yeah, and if you want to include more information, oh, absolutely, like an email or you know anything, please do. Yes. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Huh. All right, kids, we are moving right along. Uh, each and every week, we also find out what. Well, wait a minute, back up. Tweet. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm so used to having tweet first, tweet first then and then email. You, yeah. I was going automatically into email. That's cool. Uh, there's so much that goes on in the world of Twitter, and we always like to find out who's our new tweet or our new tweet follower. Mm-hmm. And we call this the Twitter Tweets. Okay, kids, um, we've had some good pickups this week. Let's see. Right now, as of right now, we have a total of 1,468 followers. And let's see. How do you pronounce this young man's first name? Can you make it bigger? N-A-D-R-O. There you go. R-O-J. Nadroj. Nadroj. I'm guessing. Zure. I have no idea. Nadroj, I would go for Okay. Um, he is from, this is based out of Temp, or no, Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. And he was our last follower. Nadroj Zurk. Z U R C. Nadroj. Is that a C at the end there? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Nadroj Zurk. That, that's my guess. My best guess. So we want to say thank you to Nadroj. And he included a picture of himself. Yes. I assume that's him. Yes, that's him. Welcome. Thanks for following us. And we've had... I have to go through here um, because lately it's just been up and down of people picking up and dropping, picking up and dropping. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Like here you can see we had, you know, nine followers here. Mm-hmm. We've had, you know, three followers here. More followers here. More followers here. We have... What, nine followers there. So it goes up and down, mm-hmm. but it, but also, unfortunately, there's been a drop. Mm. And hopefully, like, you know, you, you were saying about being consistent. You know, hopefully everything that has kind of stopped us from being consistent. Because mm-hmm. we've, we're going in year two of the Jason Moncast. Mm-hmm. We, I, I feel that we've been one of the most consistent shows out there, period. Yeah, we've had a couple of, of, of intermittent hiatuses. Hiatuses? I don't yes. know. I'm not sure how you say the plural of hiatus. Hiati? Well, anyhow, a couple of those. Um, and it, it begs the indulgence of the listener to have very many of those without right. losing their interest. And we're hoping that y'all have... Giving us the benefit of the doubt and keep listening. That or all those people signed up realize we sucks with an X. <laughs> they could be right. I don't know because I don't have, I can't compare us to anything. I never listen to podcasts. What can I say? I'm sorry. So <sighs> this week we close at 1,468 dollars. Okay. That's good. Yes, it is good. It's better than two. <laughs> better than anything less than that yes absolutely okay kids we also get together and we find out what poor semi-famous fucker who croaked (laughs) and we call this segment saying goodbye yes f f w c yes this week is don Kiefer. are you familiar with don Kiefer? i was gonna say that's a totally (laughs) sw slightly famous uh, yeah, he yeah, would. No, he he falls right there at the slightly famous. Yeah, fucker. Hey, he does. Um, Don Kiefer, who? Yeah, he he was um, he was the actor who had bad thoughts in Twilight Zone. He dies at ninety eight. Now, <clears throat> he doesn't have a really strong peak at this point after the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, if I see his face, I'll probably recognize him. But I'll wait till you're ready. Okay. Okay, the guy on the left, right? Yeah, this guy. Yeah, because the guy in the middle looks like uh, Don Porter. 
Um, and this one is from no, it's not. this is this is the famous episode that the little boy who could read your mind, mm. and if you if you thought bad things about him, um, he could turn you into different objects. Oh and, yeah yeah yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, Don yeah, Kiefer, I remember that one. There, all the adults were in, in the house, and they were having a birthday party for this guy. Mm-hmm. The guy who was having the birthday was Don Kiefer. Oh. Okay. He was so, he was the kid. No, he no. he was this guy. Yeah, he, he yeah, was the guy having yeah. the birthday. Oh, okay, okay. And um, let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see. Anything okay? He was Broadway's Death of a Salesman, nineteen forty-nine. Let's see, Woody Allen Sleeper. He was in Liar Liar. You know, so nothing really spectacular. So that's why why he did a lot of work on on the legitimate stage, as they call it. Yes. Um. So with every saying goodbye, I always go and take the daunting task of finding a video. Of his. Yes. Howdy, Anthony. Mighty good to see you today. Where's that kid? Mighty good. I made a goof with three heads. See him? I'll make him dead now. I'm tired of playing with him. Be dead. Gopher, you be dead. That's all the television there is. Oh, it was wonderful, Anthony. Wasn't it, everyone? Oh, that was really good. Wasn't Anthony's television the The big surprise for Dan's birthday. There he is. Perry Como. Do you think we could play it? I don't think we'd better, Dan. It'd be taking too much of a chance. It's good I can't play it here. It would be good if you told me what to play, Anthony. Don't make any noise when the music's playing. I don't like any noise when the music's playing. Yes! I can't even play my own record. I can't even play Perry Como! Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Please stop. You're a very bad man. You're a very bad man. You had him. You had to go have him. Somebody end this now. What are you thinking about me? Somebody take a lamp or a bottle or something and end this. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. And you keep thinking bad thoughts about me. He was a bad man. So I turned him into a jack-in-the-box. A jack-in-the-box that still had his bad thoughts. you mustn't things. think bad thoughts about me either. Or I'll do the same thing to you. <laughs> It's real good. No swell. Just so that was Don Kiefer. So for this week, we say, see you later. Bye, Don. All right. Now we're moving right along because once in a while, somebody famous does something good. Normally, they're just so self-conceited and they just do whatever they want to make them feel good. But when somebody special pushes their own ego aside, and this is our helping hand. Now, Brian Cranston. You familiar with Brian Cranston? Name sounds familiar. Um, he was the lead in Breaking Bad. Okay, yes. Now I know who you're talking about. I didn't watch the show, but I do know who you're talking about now. Um, he, this, this, where did I start? Uh, there was a 19-year-old boy. He is stricken with cancer, stage 4 cancer. Mm. Um, his like big thing he wanted to do was just talk with Brian Cranston. Well, Brian Cranston is now filming like prequels to Breaking Bad or, mm. or something like that. So mm-hmm. he was unable to be there in person. Mm-hmm. But he did the next best thing. Brian Cranston had a Skype call. Oh, okay. I know what that is. And um, he talked with, this is coming out of uh, let's see today.com um, and he had a Skype call with this 19 year old and let's see the, the, the 19 year old was Brad he came out of Carolina 
And I thought it would just be neat to, because they, of course, they recorded it with their phones. Just to, just to hear a little bit, not the whole conversation, but okay. just uh, a little bit of conversation. Had this word for the day that was strong, and um, his favorite show was Breaking Bad. And we tried to figure out a way to incorporate what Brad was going through with his favorite show. So my sisters came up with Breaking Brad. And um, he could just really relate to the um, the character with the cancer and the transformation and not the whole meth lab drug. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you all that. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, his bonus sister, Kayla, was in New York with her husband on a business trip. And she held up a sign that said, Breaking Brad. Um, she was trying to get on the Today Show. And then some other people, and it posted on Facebook. And then some other people in D.C. saw that, um, some friends of ours, and posted it. And then it just kind of took a life of it. And uh, so, of course, uh, from what I understand, he sat and he had like a good hour-long conversation uh, oh. with Brian, Brad, Brad, I'm sorry, uh, Brad, uh-huh. and his family. And <clears throat> Well, that was nice of him to do that. That just made the kids day. Yeah. So for this week's Helping oh. Hand, it is, again, I think Brian Cranston has the, the record of most oh, Helping right? Hands. Oh, good for him. Is, uh and now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at
Alright kids, now we're going to get into the heart of the matter, the meat and potatoes of the show. We call this the Headline News. Alright Sadie, let's find out what you know, what's going on. Did you hear about this big hoo-ha about the lady who had the third breast implanted in the middle of her chest? (laughs) Did you hear about this? That's almost as bad as these crazy women that want double D's. You know, 38, 36 double D's. You know, that's like taking two large cantaloupes and slapping them on your chest. Um, Let me see. No, I don't believe I... (laughs) She really did have a third... Where the fuck did she put it? Uh, well, okay. I mean, Let, well, let's, let's. All right, I'm, I'm, hello, a forty-two double D. All right, where would I put a third one? <laughs> I, there's no, without revealing my entire anatomy to you, you can see there's no room in there. Right? Is there? There's one up against the other. Right. <clears throat> where am I going to put a third one? Under my pit? Uh. And if so, which right. pit? All right, let's. Then I'd have to have another one, so it would be even. So I'd have to have four tits. Seriously, I don't believe that. That looks like what's her name anyway. That looks like Katy Perry. No, uh, this lady's name is. I don't believe that. Did she really? No, it was a hoax. Yeah, it's got to be. What self-respecting doctor? What do they call those doctors? Plastic surgeons. Yeah, what self-respecting plastic surgeon would do that in the first place? Not Uh, that. Not that all. Plastic surgeons are self-respecting. What the hell is her name? Oh. Shit. <clears throat> well, anyway, she wanted to be a reality star. That was her thing. She really wanted to be a reality star. Yeah. So she faked a third And date. she said that she was so disappointed with dating men, and she wanted to make men unattractive to her. Um, she went to 50 she plastic She wanted to sur- make men unattractive to her. Yes. Unattracted to her. Oh. Uh, uh, she went to. So she added a tip. She what said. Is that? She said that she went to fifty uh, different plastic surgeons, and one finally did it for how many of her thousands of dollars? Mm. This came out online. Mm. Everybody, it just blew up. People are just like, "That's you know disgusting. You're stupid." Da 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 da. Oh, mm-hmm. well, she got her fifteen minutes of fame that she wanted mm. because. And the process, you know, because she was going on talk shows and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, somebody stole her luggage. <laughs> and with it, her third tip. <laughs> and well, it's a, it's a very good um, imitation. Yes, it looks I mean, it, it looks, looks real. real to me. I mean, I can't really tell. And when you think <laughs> actually looking at it, it is sort of interesting. I seriously, it's kind of interesting. Yes. Um, I don't find it appealing. As a guy, I, to me, it does, it's not appealing. Uh, as a woman, it's not particularly appealing. Uh, but it is interesting to look at. I think she should, for her 15 minutes of fame, I think she should have just entered a Katy Perry look-alike contest. <laughs> Doesn't she look like Katy Perry? She does. Um, Which may be an insult to Katy, and if it is, I'm so sorry. I don't but, mean to insult you. But with her, her, her luggage was stolen... And she, of course, had to write down a claims form, you know, of what... No, she didn't. And one, at, at the very bottom, it says, one-third prosthetic boob, $5,000. And that got leaked out, and so much for her 15 minutes of fame. That's a good term. <laughs> Isn't that what those silicone ones do? Yes. Sometimes. But this was just like an add-on kind of thing, huh? I don't know how it works. I mean, I, I really don't... I find that part of the whole story much more interesting than the story itself. Because <clears throat> how, did, how did they do it? I'm thinking that this right here, the, the coverings, was like all... Because it kind of goes back here, and then this one V's oh, off. Oh, I see. Maybe it hung around her neck even, huh? Yes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's possible. That's good. It's a good um, fate. Uh, I don't suppose it would hold up as it were under close scrutiny. Probably but, not. But uh, from this distance, it looks real enough. 
So that's the tempo, kids. That's what we have for this week's that's headline. It, huh? uh, there's, yeah. there's not a, a whole bunch. That's pretty depressing. Um, Huffington Post reveals that Kim Kardashian, uh, she says, well, somebody hacked her cloud and now there's new pictures of her. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, but I find it really difficult to summon any sort of sympathy for people who take pictures of themselves in any circumstance, put it on the internet, and then get pissed off because people hack it off the internet. Well, here's the funny thing. Okay. Now, do you remember us talking about this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, two weeks later, she comes out, Kim Kardashian. She comes out, and she's like, well, they did it to me. They just did it to me right now. Mm. Really? Well, isn't she Two the one that later. made it by having a movie of herself with yeah. her husband anyway? Wasn't the husband. Well, whoever it was. She was in bed with somebody. Yeah. So, she well, in, I with shouldn't rapper, say in bed. She was having sex with somebody. I don't even know if it was a kitchen table or what. But So, why does it bother her? Why does it bother her to have her naked pictures hacked exactly and that's why the internet's response was bullshit you did it yourself <laughs> it could be or oh darn <laughs> yeah. no the, the the general consensus is that most people believe that kim kardashian went gave her enough time to go take proper you know professionally looking no, nude photos mm -hmm. and post them up on the internet Mm -hmm. Now the spotlight, because we haven't talked about Kim in quite a few weeks. Well, she hasn't done anything. Because she's been out of the spotlight. Yeah. So now... Since she got married, actually. Right. Yeah. And now she's semi-sorta. Plus, plus what's-his-face has been busy being God, so... Yeah. Jesus. Oh, maybe he did it. I mean, God knows all, sees all, and can do all. Maybe God did it. Maybe. There you go. But, I mean, he's got the real thing. So why would he want to hack pictures of her naked when he can just say, Honey, take off your clothes a minute. I want to look at you naked. You know. Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, not really, but yeah. it's certainly a thought. <laughs> uh, let's see. Shia LaBeouf, he's batshit crazy. Again? Yes. He yeah. ran around the Amsterdam Museum. Just ran around. The Amsterdam Museum. Outside or inside? Outside. Uh-huh. 144 times. Ooh, is that a significant number? I mean, is it like, you know, seven sons of a seventh son or some shit? I mean, <clears throat> why 144? Is that the square well, root of something? Let's, let's see what it says. It says Shia LaBeouf ran around Amsterdam Museum 144 times for a bizarre art Meta marathon. Oh yeah, twenty-seven times whatever is got to be one hundred forty-four in there somewhere. Math is uh, not my long suit, <laughs> obviously. That's an interesting speed of suits. That's an interesting one he's wearing. Yeah, uh, yes. Green uh, shirt, purple pants, and pink and turquoise sneakers. Okay. Uh, it says little. Little did the bemused tourists know they. They know they were actually witnessing the actor's latest artistic endeavor being performed. Oh, he didn't even do it for, like, a good cause or anything? No. It was an artistic endeavor. I told you, this is pretty much, this is what we got this week. Well, art, uh, like beauty, is in the eye of the beholder. So if he thinks that's art, and it's an artistic expression on his part... Who am I to say it isn't? Me. I say it's exercise. I don't, I don't find it the same, but that's my opinion. He's certainly entitled to his own. If he thinks he's being artistic. Now, if I go run around this complex 144 times, other than being a miracle from God that I didn't pass out, <laughs> it wouldn't be considered art. It'd be... You know, you're well, running. it'd be a miracle for another reason too, because there isn't anything that goes around this complex, well, yeah, like that's a true. path or anything. That's true. But yeah, I don't know. Were other people participating in Just the him. in the make meta marathon? Just Mr. LaBeouf. Him and his batshit craziness. Where he was in Holland, right? Yes, 
don't isn't isn't that where you can and, smoke dope in the streets and stuff? Yes. Maybe that's why. Yeah, uh, Amsterdam. Yeah. Maybe you had a little too many. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Puff puff give puff puff give. Oh, that would explain it. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. What's he holding his hand? That's an odd position for. <laughs> Now that I'm looking at it. I was going to say, I did not notice that, but yes, that is an interesting position that he's... And it's in the shape and, and darkness of it. It's kind of funny looking from here. here if look. I were up closer, I could probably see it's a juice bottle or something. But I will download this one and put it to our page, yeah, kids, dude, so you can... Yeah, I think they should see that. Oh, my God. Everybody sits six or seven feet away from your uh, source of uh, whatever... Whether it's television or your computer or whatever you're looking at us with. Get, get back a little bit and then tell me what he's holding in his hands. <laughs> We're going to get a little serious here. Oh, okay. Uh, this one actually really... At first I was like, eh. But then when I started reading the article, I'm like, holy fuck. Um, Kevin Spacey's stalker was sentenced to more than four years in prison. Did you know about Kevin Spacey's stalker? I did not. I know who Kevin Spacey is, but I did not know he had a stalker. Is it a man or a woman? It was a woman. Okay. And she was... Wow. That's that's pretty much all I can say is wow. Because... Uh, let's see if I can find something I can read. Does it show her? A Massachusetts woman who threatened to blow up, torture, castrate, Oscar-winning... Actor Kevin Spacey doesn't sound like she's terribly fond of him. In what prosecutors called a persistent and malevolent cyber stalking campaign, has been sentenced mm. to more than four years in prison. Isn't that terrorism? Yeah, yes. I thought terrorism brought more than four years, but oh well. Um, a federal. She's fifty-five. Yes, a federal judge in Boston also ordered. Uh, Linda Louise Culkin of Quincy to pay Spacey $124,000 in restitution for bodyguards. uh, Say that again. Where's she from? It says Quincy. Where? It says... Where? Okay. Of of Quincy. Quincy. Oh, to pay... Well, when you said Quincy to pay, you said it all together, and I thought, what what the fuck is Quincy to pay? Okay. She's from Quincy, and yes. she's ordered to pay Spacey. Okay. Well, pretty much reimburse him of his bodyguards because of what uh-huh. he paid for his bodyguards. What makes anybody think she's got that kind of money? Somebody that that's crazy has can't possibly have any cash. No. Let alone $104,000. $124,000. $124,000. I didn't say, oh, yeah, there is a two there. Okay. The 55-year-old Culkin has been jailed since January 2012 meaning she has about 18 months left to serve. Now, she is going to be really fucking pissed off when she gets out. So he's better, he better, like, double up security. Um, she pleaded guilty in November to charges including mailing threat, com- threatening communications, and sending false information regarding explosives. Uh, Spacey was not in court on Wednesday sentencing. He said in an said in an impact statement that it was difficult to measure the degree of terror he felt. Exactly. That's why I said she was a terrorist. So why wasn't she... Why wasn't she... Um... I have your answer. You okay. ready? Yes. Culkin apologized and blamed her actions on mental illness. Oh. Uh, I wasn't really a terrorist. I was just crazy. Exactly. Temporarily. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I got to agree with her. She probably is. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a screwy thing to do. So maybe, maybe, maybe (laughs) (laughs) I feel sorry for him. That's that's got to be difficult. Oh, God. Yes. I mean, I know, you know, that everybody who puts themselves in the eye of the public is, you know, pretty much has got to be willing to take whatever attention they get. Yes. But at the same time, that you would hope that that would be reasonable, not unreasonable attention. And this is certainly unreasonable attention. You know, I, I kind of joked at it at first, but now sitting here thinking, you know, she's only got eight months left. How uncomfortable is he knowing that 
you know, now she's served well, time. Okay, so. she served time for the crime, but does she not have to be shrunk at the same time? I mean, she she claimed she was guilty because she was mentally ill. Right. So do they not have to work on that issue as well? I'm sure they do. I mean, incarcerating her is not going to fix uh, the problem. Uh, it's not going to address the problem of the mental illness. So right. I would think that that would be a concurrent situation. Right. That you know, once she's out of prison, she's into the hands of the uh, psych docs or something. Maybe. And then there's the bank. Yes. She's got to borrow the money. Who's going to loan the psych con $124,000 to pay back her this debt? I don't know, but I want to know those people. Me too. Because <laughs> I'm not psych and I'm not a con and I could use the money. And, so could you. Oh, yeah. I got a movie to finance. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Oh. Okay, kids, we're going to end on a... Oh, wait. Oh, oh, yes. i got one other one in case you don't have... Do we have time? Okay, yes, we do. We have plenty oh, of time. Go oh, ahead. Okay, well, you you said when I got here today that you had like short show as far as, as activity among the... Celebs, The yes. super pops is concerned. I made that up, super pops. Oh, in fact, I think that's what we're going to name the episode, super pops. Okay, that's cool. All right, so one of the sexiest my opinion okay one of the prettiest sexiest would go there if i could <laughs> guys <laughs> is off the market <laughs> yeah david's wife just walked in and she's drooling george clooney has gotten married now was it this weekend yes in venice italy he met his wife in Italy, I understand. She is, um, and I'm sorry to say I don't know her her whole name, huh? Yeah, I know she is. She's, Harvard, I think, Harvard or Yale educated. Or Oxford, somewhere, you know, she's got a really good education. Okay. And she's a lawyer and she's um, an advocate for many of the world issues for which he has been an advocate uh, as well. So the, the connection between the two doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, but they had, as you might imagine, a very elaborate, very secreted, but enough so that the pop, the paparazzi could get there and take, you know, a few pics. So it wasn't that secretive. But they had a, a beautiful, a supposedly beautiful wedding in Venice. And they, it showed on uh, the TV news, it showed them arriving in mo- motorboats, not gondolas like you would expect. Because I guess the everyday traffic of the... I didn't hear you. I got... She said they got married. Oh, they might have done. They might have done. But I believe they had also an elaborate ceremony someplace. Yeah, because she's, she's of Middle Eastern descent, but I'm not sure what. Have you found she's, her yet? She's Jewish. Okay. It's uh, Amal. Yeah, that na- the first name I was pretty sure of, but I didn't want to I'm waiting say for it. it to load so I can show. Okay, yeah. Um, and she's gorgeous. Natural. Amal. Alamudin. Yes. is her last name. Um, I and think that's the way the, the People, People Magazine yeah, is see, the one that got the, the picture. the picture. Isn't that gorgeous? She gorgeous. She's gorgeous. He's. They're both gorgeous. If I was a lesbian, I'd be all over her. <laughs> and and just just so you know, I mean, she, you'd expect him. I would expect him to choose somebody like her. She's not only gorgeous, but smart and um, has a concern for her fellow man that that mirrors his. Right. You might say. So, does it say where she went to school? Because it was. Uh, let's see. It says after George Clooney and Amal Alamed, Alamudin, exchanged traditional vows, platinum bands, and yes, a lengthy kiss. Their thirty-minute <laughs> wedding ceremony on September twenty-seventh in Venice, Italy. The newlyweds turned to their family and friends, and the place went wild. Cheers and applause filled the. Gilded halls of the Italy's Italian Italy's historic. Uh, let's see here. Uh, um, amen. 
Canal Grande Venice. Uh, as the round 100 guests, many with tears in their eyes, celebrated the much-anticipated union of the Oscar winner and his bride. The intimate wedding, including 25 exec- or exclusive photos of the emotional ceremony, star-studded parties, and all the sweet, candid moments, is featured in this week's People magazine. Uh, didn't mean to plug People Magazine, but there you go. Okay, I'm looking on my computer. I'm looking her up in Wikipedia. Okay. It's, George is 53. She was born in 78, whatever that makes her. Well, I was born in 77. Oh, 36. 36. Okay, she was... Um, she's British-Lebanese. She was born in Beirut. Um... Oxford. That's where she got her Bachelor of Laws at University of Oxford, a Master of Law Laws in New York University School of Law. Okay. That's awesome. I mean, that's 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 some smart lady that, right that there. That beats my Victor Valley Community College degree all to hell. <laughs> <clears throat> um, she's a barrister at Doughty Street Chambers. I don't know how to say that word. Doughty. Or Doherty. No, there's no R. Dofty. I don't know how to say Do. Oh, Doty. Hello. Doty. Like Doe. Looks like Doe. With a T-Y at the end of it. Street Chambers. Whatever the heck that is. Let's see. What is that? Um, it's a British set of barristers chambers situated in Bristol, Manchester, and London's Doty Street. Undertaking criminal justice, public law, immigration, employment, human rights, and civil liberties work. So, like I said, she sort of matches him in her interests and her and her life's work, uh, because as we, most of us know, who know George Clooney, right? We know that he's been very active for many years in trying to help, especially a lot of the peoples of Africa with uh, some of the genocide problems that have been going on there and other issues. Right. So. It's a, it seems to me like a match made in heaven for the two of them to be together. Because not only, not only are they two of the most beautiful people in the world, but their personalities appear to be, from looking from outside here, looking right. in at them, they appear to be well matched. So I'm disappointed I won't ever get my chance with George. Because <laughs> <laughs> they sure would take it. But... I'm happy for him and her that they have made this happy marriage together. So there you go. All right, kids, we're going to end on a fun note. Okay. I, Sadie just looked over at the screen. <laughs> I want to see what it is. It's going to be fun. It says Ooh. human Ooh. flesh burgers. Gives me chills. By Chef James Tomlinson. Yeah. Probably. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm doing podcasts. Later. Later, Gator. Human uh. flesh burgers by Chef James Tomlinson probably do taste like human. Um, and mm. Are they serious? They're not going to really talk about eating people, are they? Let's, are they? Let's push play and find out. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike Rylander, and this is What the Fark. Like everything, the burger has evolved with time. Yes, gone are the good old days where burger meat was just the muscular innards of a dead cow. In 2014, you can fill your buns with all sorts of meats and meat substitutes. Like turkey, bison, organic free-range quinoa tempeh satin rice patties that have been mixed with a real nice cumin dry rub persimmon pico de gallo. But today, we head to London, England, where Chef James Tomlinson has taken this trend to a whole new level. Yep, human flesh burgers. Okay, now before you get your panties in a bunch and fire off a terse email to the people for the ethical treatment of people, it's not actual human flesh. 
No, Chef Tomlinson has created a burger made from a mixture of veal, chicken livers, bone marrow, and pork that merely imitates the taste of human flesh. Because, hey, who the f*** doesn't want that? Who the f*** knows whether it does or not? That's what I want to So know. how exactly does Chef Tomlinson know what human That's flesh what tastes saying. like? That's a great question. I thought so. But Scotland Yard wants him to answer immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're cutting into his butt. Well, what kind of piece do you want? Well, not butt. <laughs> Chef Tomlinson used first-hand accounts of cannibalism to create his recipe, including the 1931 book Jungle Ways, for which author and journalist William Seabrook persuaded a medical student to give him a piece of human flesh so he could give it the old college try. <laughs> It was like good, fully developed veal. Not young, but not yet beef. <laughs> Tomlinson also used an account from Japanese cannibal killer Issei Sagawa, who said, It melted in my mouth like raw tuna at a sushi restaurant. So if you're asking yourself why in God's name would anyone want to eat a burger that tastes like humans, don't worry, you're not alone. I've been asking myself that all day. The burger's actually part of a top-secret pop-up restaurant opening today in East London to celebrate the release of The Walking Dead's fifth season in the United Kingdom. What is going on with the wrong people? The restaurant is being called Terminus Tavern, which is named after an iconic destination in the hit zombie series. And you can celebrate your favorite TV show with a human flesh burger starting today. There you go. Oh, my God. Uh. Fortunately, the era of, of the people who, who say, I... I can't believe the world has come to this. That era has gone. It died out with my my parents. Uh-huh. So I can't say that anymore because I've seen so much since their passing. They died in 1990. And I have seen so much and heard of so much and been exposed to so much that that I I you know the old saying of they'd roll over in their grave, uh -huh. you know, that's kind of what I think it's a good I think it's a good thing that we die eventually because, you know, you can only take so much of innovative living, if I can put it that way, and then you, you've had enough, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And I guess it, it's a testament to one's ability to adapt to innovation that, that allows them to live long lives. But I find myself from time to time going, I don't know how much more of this I can take. You know, and I know my granddaughters, you know, who are in their teens and 20s, I know they're not thinking that. Right. They're thinking, wow, I wonder what more will come, you know. Uh. <laughs> but I think they may have gotten close to the mark here with this. And I, I get it about the, the zombie show and, you know, the whole cute isn't that funny thing. But? <clears throat> if you really think about the concept of eating something that someone says tastes like human fish, if you act flesh, if you actually think about that for a minute, why the fuck would you want to? You know? I say let's all go down and head to mm. London tonight. No, and that's let's, not. And say we did. Let's enjoy a human flavored. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't even like fish. Oh, I love fish. Lacey made some good fish. I hate yeah. fish. I hate fish. I can't stand fish. I hate fish of all kinds. So if I don't even like fish, why would I want to eat something that tastes like a person? Right. Because then I that'd be like smelling somebody that died, which unfortunately I've actually done. And it's hard to get that out of your mind and out of your memory. You know, I will have worked hard at that for a long time. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm sure I would not want to. Oh. All right, kids. So come back next week. <laughs> if you do, it may, we have listeners around the world. Yes. If you live in London and you're listening and you go to this, what they call the restaurant again? I'll put a, a link of it when okay. we post it. If you go to the place where you can eat like the zombies do, <laughs> not for real, but it just tastes like it. Right. Okay, it's not really human flesh. No. 
but it tastes like it, according to a couple of questionable sources. If you do that, I wanna, I'd like to hear from you. How was it? Was it really as icky as it sounds like it's gonna be? I'd like to hear. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So let us know, sounds, definitely. Yeah, it sounds not my cup of tea, as it were. How appropriate for it being in yes, London. Yes, in London, I think so. My, not my cup of Earl Grey. <laughs> All right, kids, that's it for this week. I am David K. Montoya. And I am a shuddering S. Sadie Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. Well, you heard what we think, and now you know. See you next week. Good night. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> <laughs> David K. Montoya, S. Sadie Burbank Podcast. Or as they were like, David came out of Toya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. Let's actually make some. And see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.